In this podcast, I talk about surviving a money hurricane. What can you do today to help you survive these crazy times financially and politically and in the world? I talked about them in previous podcasts, but today I'm going to get right down to it and get you some strategies to survive and thrive. Let's get started. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Sveck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. So let's talk about this issue of a money hurricane. What does it mean? Well, it means... Well, before I get started, I just want to remind you that I'm supposed to do this podcast twice a month, but... And it comes out on Mondays, but uh, because of all that's going on and all the information I think you need, it's today I'm doing another one, so it's it's almost every Monday. But um, the least that you'll uh, be able to get this will be twice a month, but it may be more than that on Mondays. So please subscribe on iTunes, wherever you're getting this. Make sure you get them automatically uh, when I put them out there. So with a surviving a money hurricane just think about what happens in our world when people know that a hurricane's coming they they get provisions they they get ready to hunker down as you as you may notice and and they get ready to fight or leave and and that's really the analogy that is consistent or the story that's consistent with a money hurricane a money hurricane is really when things are coming at you and you have no way of controlling them you have no way to stop it from coming you can't you know stop a hurricane from coming just like you can't stop uh, computers automatically selling and buying stocks if you're in the stock market. So let's talk about what you can do. And uh, some of them are obviously from my investment history. Some of them are psychological. The first, have cash. Cash is secure. Uh, cash is something you know you can use to buy what you need to buy and take advantage when when prices drop to the point where you should be in there buying, whether it be real estate or stocks or whatever the form may be. And it's a lot like putting food in the freezer. You know, as long as your hydro's on and, and, and you have food in your freezer, or even if you have uh, dried food that you can use, you know you're safe that you're going to survive as well if you have water or a water supply. So cash is like that when it comes to a money hurricane. The second, and you read my book, uh, Shrink Money Advice, you'll know it's the basis for, for what I believe should be your investment portfolio, and that is real estate. Because regardless of what happens, uh, markets go up, markets go down, um, things can happen in different parts of the world. Brexit, there's a vote. Brexit, there's a vote this week. If that doesn't work out, the oil prices and so on, whatever may happen, tenants will still have to pay you rent. They have to live somewhere, and they have to be able to um, survive the elements. So real estate is the core focus. If you've bought properly, as I talk about in my book, you're going to have monthly income and revenue, which is extremely important to survive a hurricane of financial proportions. The third point is avoid psychological impulses. 
during these difficult times when things get really unpredictable and, and you know the market I think in one day last week the Dow dropped 800 points the American Stock Exchange so when, when you start hearing that information and the the press and all of the you know CNBC and all of those places really jump all over that because that makes people watch they really focus on these types of crisis and you need to listen and all of that um, your impulse is to run usually to get out um, big mistake usually um, because it's it's when uh, many people who understand value look at things and say well this doesn't make sense that this real estate stock or this bank or this REIT or whatever it may be and a quick example would be Laurentian Bank that I talk about in my book um, and I have invested in it personally and my fictional characters in the book invested in it uh, because it is a bank a, a, a bank in Canada that's just getting beat up because of a few issues that have nothing to do, I believe, with its overall stability. So the, the stock pays over 6%. Uh, it dropped last week. There was a point there, I think it was $38 you could have bought that stock, which paid well over, almost close to 6.5% dividend. Are they going to have trouble in the future? Sure. If it drops to $20, what would I do? I'd buy a lot more. So you have to look at a asset that you believe is, is worth um, buying and avoid the psychological principle to get out because... There's a number of terms that really make sense here. Loss aversion is where we really, really are motivated by avoiding a loss. So if you've bought something that's dropped in price, sometimes there's an aversion to a fear of losing more, so you try to get out because at least you know you can hang on. Or sometimes there's a there's a concern of holding on to something that you should have you know dropped a long time ago but you're afraid of uh, sort of realizing that loss. So uh, getting punished by a loss hurts a lot more than the joy. It has more of an impact on you than the joy of winning. So you need to be aware of that psychological principle that's probably playing. And as I've talked about in other podcasts, a big issue is the fear that arises because then we act irrationally. We forget that you know the best investments. I mean, if you look at a real estate uh, a property you may have, if the prices happen to drop 10%, generally we don't sell a building uh, because it doesn't make sense. Just because people around you, the prices have dropped, you're still collecting rent, you're still making a profit. In fact, it might encourage you to buy more. Uh, the fourth is develop a side hustle. One of the things you can do if you're concerned about your job or you're concerned about your revenue or the stability of that revenue is, is start another uh, job, do another job, do another small business or a side hustle because that will help encourage you to have that sense of stability and know you can take care of things. Number five, do a time audit. During a, a time audit is simply looking at how you use your time in a typical day. Most of us spend too much time on things that are not productive, whether it be social media, whether it be the television. And I watch a lot of uh, business uh, on television. I've got to cut back on that. But the problem sometimes is you're so mentally exhausted or fatigued that it's difficult to read all the time or get involved all the time, and that's where maybe you can do something physical. But but for tomorrow, for example, keep track of how you spend your entire day. From the time you get up till the time you get to sleep, are there hours there or even half-hour points where you can be more productive, more productive for your family and take care of business to help uh, prepare for any possible um, financial or money hurricane. Number six is focus on what you can control. 
Uh, very important point, and I'm going to talk about a tool you can use at the end of the podcast. Focusing on what you control means you, you actually are able to make a difference by focusing on that activity. If you sit and worry about the weather, or as I said earlier, the, the vote that's coming up in, in Britain on Brexit, you can't do anything about that. But you can do something about being more productive, about being more uh, diligent when it comes to or being uh, being able to look at your investments in a way that makes sense, not in a way that's simply a reaction to something that's happening that you have no control over. Number seven is get support. But when I talk about support, I'm not talking about you know the cab driver who talks about or the or the Uber driver who talks about you know investments or what they're doing or whatever. I'm talking about people who have been through these types of situations before. I'm amazed when I listen to a number of um, the podcasts, and I do that when I'm working out um, or driving, and you, you hear very, very young people, and good for them, but they've never been through any indication of any kind of crisis. Some of them have started actually doing their advising as experts, and I use that in quotation marks, after the 2007-2008 recession. Some of us older folks... Uh, have been at this for 40 years. So we've had 18, 20% interest rates. We've had, you know, issues with, well, all the things that happened economically. Um, what did people do, do during 2008, 2007, 2008, when the, when the stock markets crashed? And one of the things I remember writing about was, you know, I drove by, by my bank here in Blenheim, Ontario, the uh, Bank of Montreal. There was no lineup. The bank was solid. And I think the stock dropped down to $29 or something like that. And just because everything did. But the bank was still there. It was solid. Farmers were putting money in. People were doing. So I bought more stock. And fortunately, it went to, I think, 58 when I when I took a majority out of that for my retirement, my wife's retirement. But then, of course, it's now in the 90s. So it continued to improve. But back when the, when the market was crashing, people were thinking, oh, my God, we have to get out of this this tier one bank in Canada who has a monopoly on lending. Now, let, I'm going to do a whole podcast on banks because there's, a, there's they have an incredible opportunity to make income, which is why they do every quarter, uh, that we don't have. So if you're a private lender, if you lend out money to mortgages, you're at a distinct disadvantage when it comes to comparing yourself to a bank. And I'll talk about that in future podcasts. But the point of that is looking at the value and, and not doing what, you know, the sheep jumping over the cliff. Don't don't be like everyone else. Look at, you know, what's happening and see if you can take advantage or at least understand things before you respond. The final thing I'll just point out is if you go online, you go to thestressvaccine.com. It's something I created. You can put it on your iPhone or your, your uh, uh, Android. Put it on your laptop if you'd like. And it's a tool that you can use. Uh, once you finish the four simple modules I have on there, you can use this tool every time you start to feel stress. So regardless of where that stress is coming from, you can use it. And we've used it with emergency um, people, police, fire, ambulance. After the situation's over, you know, they're having a coffee, they can pull their phones out and work through a quick exercise to help them cope better. Or if you're experiencing stress at work or stress with your uh, finances, as we discussed in this uh, this money hurricane that may be with you now or is coming or may be coming. So the point of all of this, if I can just summarize, is to take steps just as you would if you lived in you know, the south coast when a, when a storm is coming or a hurricane is coming, you take precautions, you do things. We should always be vigilant uh, because 
when it comes to uh, a money hurricane, we're always in that um, range of one hitting us. It's kind of like they used to talk about the tornado alley, I think, in Kansas or somewhere up, going all the way up to Canada where I live. If you're living in that area, you, you're going to have to take precautions. Or if you're living on an earthquake zone, you have to take precautions. Just like that. If you're an investor or you're investing for your retirement or you're a young person who's investing to get started, you need to remember that you're always on the path of a money hurricane. So take these steps and make sure you you focus on what you can control and you'll not only survive it, you'll thrive during these difficult times. Please remember to uh, subscribe to this podcast and also tell your friends and review it whenever you can on iTunes because it's very important to get those so we can get this education out to as many people as possible. I'm Dr. Henry Sveck for the Shrink Money Advice Podcast. Remember, the book's now available in print form on Amazon.ca and also you can pick it up in e- ebook format and again if you do and I, I thank you for that please make sure you do a review reviews are very important if you don't like it let me have it if you like it tell me the same have a great week and i'll talk to you soon you have been listening to the shrink money advice podcast with dr henry joseph speck remember to pick up your copy of dr speck's latest book shrink money advice on amazon.ca or the audio version at allsound.com. That's awesound.com. 